Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Basora podcast. I am your host. My name is Yoel Ben Yisrael. This is a new season. We are in season two. We made it. We made it. I've been, man, doing like, I want to say like 20 something episodes so far. And so we're in a brand new season. Um, uh, and, and, I'm doing something a little bit different, you all. I'm doing something a little bit different, family. And so tonight, um, I have a special guest in the building. Uh, well, you know, I guess technically she's she, she, she not in the building per se, but she's in her building. Um, man, uh, my what I want to do is I'm going to start having kingdom conversations. Now, I know that you guys have been hearing me talk and hearing me um, go through my biblical monologue about the kingdom of heaven and things of that nature. And I want to give you guys some variety, you know, um, you guys, you guys, you know, probably tired of hearing my voice all the time. And so I want to switch it up and, and, and bring some people on so we can have conversations and we can talk about this beautiful book called The Bible, which I love to call um, The Constitution of, of Heaven. And yeah, man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have some fun. It's going to some fun. It's going to be thought provoking. And it's going to be, we pray that it's going to be a blessing to you all listening as well. So I want to not hold you on, keep you guys in, in suspense. But what I want to do is I want to introduce my special guest for today. And so, man, oh man, man, man. All right, so the special guest, she she lives on the twin islands of Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is cool, man. Like, uh, she is my, my wife was, was, was the very first guest on, on on this podcast, the Kingdom Basora podcast. And so she's the very first Caribbean, the very, very first Trinidadian guest for sure. Yes. Um that, that yes. that's on a podcast. So that's man, so that's 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 super cool. Wow. Um she is a mental health advocate. She is an author. She has a book out there. She writes she's hey hey man look she she's out there writing too. And and, and I'm a you know what um I was geeking out too uh like like reading her um, just her biography and reading social media. She, she's an avid reader. She's an avid writer. I love, love, love to write. I love to read. Um, but this ain't about me. Moving on. She's the author of Don't Speak Defeat to Me. You better not bring no defeat, self-defeatist attitude to her. It's a <laughs> it's a 21-day devotional. But you can pick that up on Amazon.com. Check it out. She is the chief executive officer and founder of Don't Speak to Me Ministries as well. She's also an educator. So, I mean, look, y'all gonna be educated on, on this episode right here. Some education will will go out for sure. <laughs> um, man, um, yeah, what what she was a dance, she was in a dance group, she was in a choir, she was she was in drama. What 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 doesn't she do, y'all? What what doesn't she do? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you all my first guest for season number two. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm and cozy welcome to Melanie Ramdeen. Okay. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Now, I hope I live up to that hype. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man you will you will you will um Melly, um thank you so very much for 
accepting the invitation. You know, I, I put the invitation out there on social media and yeah. just, 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 you know, praying, man, just, just saying, okay, well, you know, th this podcast isn't well known. So hopefully somebody, somebody will like at least notice the post. And I, I look up and boom, like, you know, you, you said, Hey, yeah, I, I want to be a guest. So I was like, sweet. Yes. Yeah. We got, we got, we got some interaction here for sure. So I'm, I'm loving it, man. And so, you know what, but before we dive and delve into the meat and potatoes mm -hmm. of this kind of this kingdom conversation, Melanie, um, mm -hmm. I have two icebreaker questions for you now. Bring it on. <laughs> this is not rehearsed a family. You are listening in. It's not rehearsed. So um, these the question, look, is it's going to be unscripted. It's going to be organic. And so I'm mm -hmm. going to ask them right here, right now. So the first question for you, uh, Melanie, AKA Mel's is, can you please tell us your favorite faith-based movie that you have mm. watched? What is your favorite, like if you're on an island, say Trinidad and, and Tobago, and you can, you can only watch one movie for the rest of your life and it's faith-based, what would that movie be? What's your favorite wow. faith-based movie? Take as much time <sighs> as you need. That's a good one. I never thought about that. Okay. <laughs> There's so many running through my mind. You know, the first two popping up is God's Not Dead and Ooh, War Room. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. So, <laughs> so, okay, man. First of all, I love the God's Not Dead series. Which which one are you talking about? Are you talking about God's Not Dead 1? How many of them? Is it 4 or 3? I think it's 4. four. It's yeah, four. I think it's 4. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you so are you meaning God God's not there one two three which one is your which one you say is your favorite Melanie? Hmm, I would have to say the first one because the first one is the one that caught my attention, of course. Ah, so, but all is good. So I think let's do it as a marathon. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, very good. See, I I like that man. You know what? She. You know what? I can. I, I can tell that 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 you that you you think out the box already because I wasn't even even thinking like a not only did, did you tell us your favorite movie but you you showed us a whole box set of a movie so what you're gonna be doing <laughs> is you're gonna be watching the whole series hey man oh hey, yeah that's a great answer that you hey great 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 great, great answer right there I, I like that one um <laughs> the second question icebreaker question I have for you Melanie is what is your what is the funniest faith based movie that you have watched? What is the movie that just mm. entertained you that just had you like just 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 LOLing? What's your favorite, your funniest faith-based movie that you've watched <laughs> so far, thus far? That's a that's a good question. You know, because when we think about Christian movies, we don't think they're comedies. <laughs> <laughs> we just look for the we just look for the message in the movie. That is true. <laughs> so um I think it's not exactly funny. Well, to me, my sense of humor may not be everybody's sense of humor, but it was really funny to me. Thank you. Um, I can't exactly remember the name of it, but I knew it was an end time movie. So it was really hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny right there. You know what? There there are there are movies out there that are faith based and like you say, you know. The a, a person's sense of humor it is different for different from the next person, right? Funny is subjective, and so like you know, me and my wife can can watch a movie and we'll be just just cracking up laughing, and then like to the other person, it'd be like, "What y'all like? 
what y'all laughing at? Like, like what? Like, huh? Mm-hmm. But man, like, so for me, I would have to say my favorite faith-based movie would have to be War Room. War Room with us uh, at Priscilla Schreier, um, T.C. Yes. Stallings. Uh, I did think man- about War Room, you know. I did yeah. think about it, especially with our stinky feet. I thought about it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the stinky feet scene, oh my gosh, wow. Yes, yes. yes. You know what, th- th- that can... <laughs> And uh, that can almost be like my two for one. It's a, it like it has heart, but also it, it has some some lighthearted, funny moments in there. Like yes. like that last scene. Now, okay, listen. If so, if this is spoiler alert to, to you guys, and I'm sorry, look, y'all should have seen this movie when, when it hit the theater when it came out. This was a good movie, man. Um, yes, it was. And I I was matter of fact earlier today, I was just watching the scene where. Um, Michael Jr. He, he's talking to to TC and he's working out. He's he's in the gym lifting weights, and mm-hmm. that's a man. That's a hilarious scene. So after y'all go, after y'all check out this podcast and y'all check out Melanie, go watch. Go you know check check out War Room, man. Check it out. Like it, it's it's yeah, check it it's, out. It's good, man. It, it's good. Um, and this is a so this is a freebie for you all too. Uh, a a movie that that my, my wife and I watched that, uh. <laughs> that had us rolling, cracking up. It's a movie on YouTube. It is faith-based. It's, it's biblically-based. It's called Divine Timing, and the YouTube channel is Peculiar Productions. Check it mm. out. Check it out. It, it's, it's, it's thought-provoking, and yeah, it's, it's, it, it had us LOLing for sure. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Ooh, I'll um, take that recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Ch- ch- check it out. Ch- ch- check it out, Mel, for sure. All right. Wow. So, Okay, so I want to go ahead and dive into this. So, family, so you are listening and you are listening right now, those listening in futurity. We're going to have a kingdom conversation, right? And so I have three questions that I would like to ask um, my very special guest from the islands, from the Twin Islands. And we're going to look, look, man, we're going to talk about scripture. We're going to talk about um the the current state of uh, believers um mm. it's it's gonna be good man you know it's gonna be good i i never know where these episodes go it, you know when i'm doing them when I'm doing them by myself so having having a special guest on you know i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go but i know it's gonna be good with a, with a oh, camera yeah. it's gonna be good all right <laughs> all right so the first question that i want to ask to mm. Both of us, but of course, since you're my special guest, I'm going to defer to you to answer first regarding all these questions. The first yes. question that I would like to ask you, Melanie, is to kick off the, this kingdom conversation. In, in your understanding, in your present current understanding, I want to ask you, why would you say, if somebody walked up to you and they were like, you know what, why was the Messiah, you know, people you know, folk call him Jesus. I like to call him by his Hebrew name, Yahshua. Why was the Messiah, why was this Christ sent to earth? Like, what was the purpose? What's the end game? What's the goal? Why are you all so in love with this Messiah? Help me out. So if somebody were to ask you that, Melanie, what would you say to them? Oh, that's a great question. Well, first I would answer say I'm in love with him because he first loved me. Scripture, right there. Secondly, I would say I one of the reasons 
based on your scripture, if we look at John 3, 16, you said that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I think one of the main reasons Jesus or the Messiah, as we call him, was sent to the earth was to act, was to be an embodiment of God's love for us was to be a real true embodiment that it was a way for us to experience not just eternal life through him, but eternal love through him. And another another thing we can say is he was also sent to reconnect man with God. Because if we look at the Old Testament, man, man had strayed. We were doing our own thing. We, we didn't care. We yeah. were doing our own thing. And God gave the greatest sacrifice so that we could have access to him through jesus and he gave us it by choice still he didn't say i'm forcing you to do it he still gave mm. us it by choice that's yes. saying hey i'm sending my son not everyone will accept him not everyone will receive him but he's still there he's still here he's yeah. still an option he's giving us an option and at that that in itself, it speaks about the mercies of God. And then if we go on to say, then I could go on to say that the Messiah was a symbol symbolism or a beacon of redemption, repentance, and hope. Definitely hope because better is coming. Better is coming. But then in the end, everything comes back down to saying that he was and will always be the thing that we needed in that moment. As much as we think we don't need it, we needed him in that moment. Because if he did not walk the, if he did not send Jesus to be born from a virgin, we would not have gotten all these apostles. We would not have gotten all these people to experience the Pentecost, the baptism of fire. We would not have gotten Saul, who became Paul. Yeah. Sorry, buddy, don't. But yeah. <laughs> The so dogs agree the, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime <laughs> I start to preach, they start. Yeah, yeah. They're my That's your amen corner right there. Yeah, I, I don't need I don't need an amen corner when I have my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So we we see here throughout the scripture that from the beginning of the Messiah's journey to the earth, there was nothing but trials and circumstances that stopped him. But yes, he never stopped because he had one goal in mind and his one goal was to run after us. Mm. So God sent Jesus to get us because we didn't know how to get to him. That's how mm. I could say it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Wow. My mama, my mama, man, you know what? Uh, you preaching, man. Listen, um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. You know, okay. So, look, I first of all, you know, I look, I I gotta gotta get this um out there too. Um, you know, so y'all like, I I think that this is also the first guest whose accent is way cooler than mine, and and so that's so that's kudos as well too. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, all right. So I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So why was the Messiah, right? M you know, many, many call him Jesus. Um, some call him mm -hmm. Yahshua, the Hebrew name. Why was he mm -hmm. sent to the earth? Um, you know, so I, 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 I gotta go to scripture, man, because, um, 
out of all the books that I've read, you mm-hmm. know, I've, man, um, and, and, you know, I, I could, could walk into a, a Barnes and Nobleman and just spend a night there because it, it's like, like, that's, that's my, uh, that's man, like that's, that's look, Barnes and Noble is my spot. Okay. Like that's my spot. Yeah. I could sit on the floor. Um, don't let the Barnes and Noble have a cafe with some tables and, and, and chairs. Or, it's or, over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's over. <laughs> it's over, man. So, but man, like out of all the books that, that, that I've read, whether it be social science books, whether it be historical books, whether it be fictional books, non-fictional books, satirical, comedic books, the 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 bible the holy bible is the only book to me that requires multiple readings and you know people can ask oh we know how can you read one book over and over and over like isn't like isn't that boring i want to say that no it's the the bible is 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 like a diamond and when you when you turn it and when light hits it, you you see a, a different perspective. You, you get a revelation every single time. You can be reading one scripture verse, and for some reason or another, on that one thousand and first read, it's like a light bulb goes off. You like, that's what that was saying. What? Yeah. Like, like yo, like that's crazy, right? So, um, with, with all that said, why was the Messiah sent to Earth? So I gotta go to the scripture. I'm going straight to the Constitution of, of Heaven. I gotta mm-hmm. read Isaiah. Isaiah okay. nine. Yes, yes. I, Isaiah nine. We're and going like, to church. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, and if 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 y'all got y'all got your Bibles, um, you know, in 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 this generation, look, um, turn your Bible on, and scroll scroll with me, right? Scroll scroll with your brother. All right, so we're gonna go to Isaiah nine, and we're gonna start at six, verse six. Mm-hmm. So it says this. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. And I, I, I gotta slow down right here. And the government will be upon his shoulder. We gonna circle back to that. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then verse seven, of the increase of the government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David or Dawid in Hebrew, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from here on out, even forever. The zeal of Yahweh Zabaot, or that's Yahweh of hosts, will perform this. So I read this family because I, 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 I want to add to what was already been said. The, the Messiah was sent to earth to he was sent to earth with the government upon his shoulder now i can already see the wheels turning in people's heads like government like what are you talking about you all like what, what government are you talking about it is are you saying that the savior is he a democrat is he a republican <laughs> is he an independent like like what what, what are you talking about yoel let's look at another scripture this is so when the messiah came to earth to bring a government not just a government but the government and so let's look at Matthew. We're gonna scroll on over. Look, I'm look, I'm I'm old school, y'all. I have a Bible with I'm some old school too. There we go. There we go. Hey, look, there we go, Melanie. She got, you know, look, I look, I need something, something tactile. 
I need to be able to highlight to to dog ear to yeah. to, 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 to to write notes. <laughs> then, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Man. Hey, look, that's a hey, that's a noble brand right there. That, look, that's what I'm talking about, Melody. We're gonna go to Matthew four, and we're gonna look at verse seventeen. This is the government that the Messiah Yahshua brought to the earth, right? So let's read it for ourselves. It says, Matthew 4, 17, from that time, Yahshua began to preach and to say, ooh, I'm okay, this is, oh man, this is good. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Repent, <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, so I'm about to geek out, man, because, <laughs> man, so much, even though this is just like one short sentence, one short pericope, one short passage, so much has been said. So the Messiah just said so much right here. We could look, we could do a, a whole episodic series on on this verse alone. But yep. I'm a look. I, I'm gonna try to give y'all the espresso shot version so we can keep it moving. <laughs> all right. So the Messiah begins to preach. And so what, what what you all should know about me, family, is I love words. I'm a self-proclaimed word nerd. Look, I, I'll, this book, even though I'm, I'm reading it within the English, and this is, you know, so this right here, this is the KJV English, but I will I will look up the Koine Greek and the Hebrew, the Aramaic, and in and, and a heartbeat, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> and so that's what I did, you all. So, and this this blew my mind. So the government, as we read in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, is the kingdom of heaven. So that answers the question that no, Yahshua the Messiah, he's you know, he's not running for a Democrat, a Democratic office, he's not a right-wing conservative, he is bringing a government called the kingdom of heaven. And so let's slow down, slow down really, really, really quickly. Slow down really quickly. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm roll that anyway. Let's slow down really, really quickly. And let's look at this. In in the Hebrew tongue, it's about to get real bilingual up in here, y'all. So hope you see about something. Look, about, <laughs> about to get real bilingual. In the Hebrew tongue, and, and I'm gonna read it for you guys slow, right? So so everybody catches it. When it says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, so that's the English. And the Hebrew is it's only five words. And so the five words are this: it, it, it's shubu, ki hagia, makut hashamayim. What it? So what it in the world did he just say? I'ma break mm -hmm. it down for you. Shubu, shubu basically means it's Hebrew for repent, right? It means repent. Mm -hmm. If we were to look this up, and I want to encourage the audience and everybody listening in to to do this for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Don't just take yeah. um you know Melly's word for it. Please look it up for yourselves. If you were to look this up in the Koine Greek, when it says repent, now for the most part, when we think repent, we think, you know, boohoo, crying, like, oh, you know, I sinned, you know, I, 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 you know, I relapsed, I um, backslid, you know, and, and so now, you know, we're um, cutting the lights off and we're in the fetal position and we're rocking ourselves back and forth and, and we're crying and whatnot. And that's all fine and dandy. But also, too, if you look it up in the Greek, it lets us know that to repent means to change our thinking. It means to change the way we think. It means to think differently. Mm -hmm. Because how many how many of us know 
man, look, Melly, I'm, 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 look, I'm trying not to preach, but I just, I just, I just, man, Go I preach, preach. <laughs> I feel this thing, Mills, man. So, how many know that? In in order for us to turn from sin, we have to think differently about that sin, though. Oh, go on. If if I enjoy one of the Ten Commandments is don't you know don't murder. If I enjoy murdering, and which I I don't. If if I if I enjoy that, look, just put putting that out there. If I enjoy that. <laughs> And hypothetically, yes, see, see, you Mel, look, Mel's, Mel's, Mel's gets it, y'all. She, she, she gets it. If I go back home and say, and say, boo hoo, boo hoo, you know, um, you know, King Yah, I'm sorry for what I did, but my thinking has not changed because mm. I know deep down inside, this is a fake pity party, party of one. As soon as I get done throwing this pity party, I haven't changed the way I thought about murder. So I'm mm -hmm. so deep down within my within my subconscious mind, I'm going to go back out there and commit the same sin. But if I change the way that I think about murder, if I change and I say, man, you know what? That's a that's an image bearer. She or he were also created in, in the image of the almighty king Yahweh as well. So why, why would I want to do anything to, to, to hurt or harm that person? And so, man, oh, man, I'm listen, listen, y'all, I'm. This only question one, I'm a. <laughs> I'll try to keep the episodes under one hour, man. We're not gonna go two, three hours, uh, uh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy like that. But I'm trying to be on my best behavior, y'all. So all right. So 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 that's repent. Let's move on, and then we'll go to question two. The second half, Yahshua the Messiah says, is he says, "For the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Now, I don't know about you, but I don't speak. When I when I talk with my wife, when I talk with my friends, I don't I don't walk up to them and say, um, uh, you know, thou is shall goest to the store today. I you know, I don't, you know, I mean, look, y'all may do that, you know, that's between you and your homies, you know, you 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 and your spouse, what y'all be doing. But listen, I speak 21st century English, right? And so mm -hmm. that tripped me up at first. I'm like, okay, what is at at hand mean? When we look this up. In, in, in the Hebrew you are, and please, please do this. That Hebrew word there, hagia, hagia, that word means has arrived, past tense. So essentially what the Messiah is saying is, he's saying change the way you think because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. This mm. is a whole life changing, man. I'll listen, man, this, gets me so excited and so filled with joy because the Messiah just brought a whole kingdom called heaven to us. And we have yep. full access and uh, entrance to it right now, right now. So I'm gonna look, I'm gonna I'm uh, pump the brakes right there. <laughs> I'm gonna hop off my little uh, soapbox and we gonna go on, <laughs> we gonna go on to question number two. <laughs> we gonna go on to question number two. Uh, question number two. Okay, so question number two. So, so Mills, what is the good news that needs to be preached to the world? Mm. What is the good news that we should be preaching to, you know, not just um, America, not just, you know, a state here or this island, but 
what's the message that 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 what's the good news message that the whole world needs to hear needs to hear please please talk to us Mel. wow let me go to my little book <laughs> so the good news is if we really think about it the good news is the kingdom of heaven wow the good news is the kingdom of heaven wow the good news is the love of God towards mankind. The good news could be hope for you. The good news could be deliverance for you. The good news could be anything you need in that moment from Jesus. But essentially, the good news is the Messiah. And in essentially, in everything that's being said now is that, yes, he came, he died, he went, he's coming back. So the good news still goes on. It's not finished. It's still going on. The good news is we have been given the mandate to spread the good news. But you could be asking yourself, Miles, what is the good news? What is the good news? If we look at the New Testament, if we look, especially if we look at the books that Paul wrote, Oh, I love Paul. Man, I love Paul. I love, look, look, I look, Shaul, you know, I, so I, you know, I uh, call you, I call him my human name, Shaul. Shaul, man, mm -hmm. you know, Shaul is, oh, man, he is, I kind of want to say an anomaly in mm -hmm. a way. And also simultaneously, like, you know, I mean, like, like Mel's like, I think you're an anomaly. Because because we're, we're all we're all we're all unique. We're all um, fearfully and we're all we're all wonderfully made. So we all have we all we got this unique fingerprint. And so like like just like with Shaul, you two have this 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 unique fingerprint. This, this unique set set of giftings and and, and background and, and experiences that make up males, right? Um, but yeah. you know, let me let me uh, hush. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because if we look at Isaiah sixty one verse one, right? It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. When we think, if we look at the last line, so you'll be, you'll be thinking, so she's telling me I need to go into the prisons and take out these felons. That's what I need to do. I need to bring these felons out. No, 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 no. What are you saying? You see, people can be captive, held prison in their own mind, held prison in their own sin, held prison in their own circumstances. And if we just revert back to the first question a little bit, um, I agree with you where we said we're changing of the mind because the first thing we need to, the first thing we do in deliverance ministry, we tell the person repent. We tell that person, you need to repent, you need to change. But mm -hmm. Change doesn't happen in the environment first. Change happens in you first as a person. So when we want to spread the good news, we must first have to have the experience of experiencing the good news first. So backstory for me, if for me, I was what, five years old when I gave my life to the Lord Jesus, I was five years old. Reason being, I saw passion of Christ and I was like, Oh my goodness, Jesus got so many whips and lashes for me. 
I need to go and give my life to him because I need to serve him. And I'm young. This is my thought process. And growing up, I knew him. But did, did I know him that I could have now sat next to my friend and said, hey, you know that he did this for me. You know that he did, you know that he's a provider. You know, he's a comforter. You know, he wiped my tears. You know that when I felt like I was alone, he sat next to me and said, daughter, I called your friend. I am the friend that sits closer than a brother. Did you know that? And so that's the good news. The good news is that there are people out there that are attached to your good news. Your good news may be different, but it must still be biblically grounded. So your good news comes from the scripture, but it also comes from your testimonies. It also comes from your mess, as we like to call it. So for me, I could say, Yo, yo, well, listen, um, you know, God did this for me and I'm telling you something. And then you could be like, that is just what I needed to hear. That is just what I needed to hear. You were in a state of mind where you may have been depressed or whatnot. And that is just what I needed to hear. That little bit of good news. So if I, if it's like a play on words I'm doing here, it's a that's that good news I need. So if we go back to Isaiah 61, one where it says, I have been anointed. We all have been given the mandate to spread the good news. But then essentially we ask ourselves, what is the good news? The good news is the word of God. The good news is the kingdom of God is at hand. The good news is that Jesus Christ is real. The good news is that he is real. He's the only God and he is coming back. That's the good news. What are your thoughts? Amen, man, oh man. <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. I, I'm I'm I am you know in in my head like I'm doing like uh like 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 jumping jacks and 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 just just run running around uh <laughs> with excitement man because man like this and males and also you know um this question right here it really started off for me as a as 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 a rather and like 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 an introspective um moment for me because and so you know so people on so you guys who have been listening for for, for some time now and and um uh thank you all for listening i appreciate that um <laughs> <laughs> Those who've been listening for some time, you guys have heard my testimony, and you've heard that you know I used to be a um, Jehovah's Witness. So, so going from door to door, faithfully, um, you know, uh, uh, weekly weekends, uh, rain, snow, sleet, hail, what have you, knocking on doors, talking to people, talking to random people about um, you know what you're really what the world says you're not supposed to talk to them about. Which is, you know, the Bible and 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 really the the salvation of their souls, right? And so this journey to, to get me where I am now um, is a beautiful journey. And this why this question it it really does it, like it thoroughly excites me to, to engage this question. So I'm gonna try to contain myself and <laughs> <laughs> pace myself as as you know as I walk through. Okay, so 
Um, I agree with you, Mel's. The good news is, what's the good news that needs to be preached to the whole world? The good news is that, you know what? I got to read it, man. I look, <laughs> I, I, I got to go to the book. I got to go to the good book. I got to go to the kingdom of heaven constitution and I got to read this thing. We're going to go to Mark. Can y'all meet mm. me at, can y'all meet me at, at, at this address right here? Can you meet me at Mark 1, 14 and 15? Because this right here is going to help a lot of people out, right? So this is what it says. So millennials, Gen, Gen Z, boomers, um, the sandwich generation, all y'all, please listen in, tune in, incline your ear, grandma and them, please, 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 please listen in. It says in Mark 1, 14 and 15, what's the good news needs to be preached to the entire world? 14. Now after that, John, as he named it, it's Yochanan, he was put in prison. Yahshua came into Galilee, preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. I want to, do I want to pause right here or, or do I want to keep going? Man, <laughs> I got to pause. I got to slow down. All right. Okay. Because I think this, this is key. Oh man. All right. So, I am, <laughs> I am American born, American bred, American raised. So for the most part, all I know is America. Mm -hmm. I wanna, so I'm, I'm talking to people who have been American born. When we pick up this, this book, this kingdom of heaven constitution called the Bible, we have to understand that this is through and through, starting from Genesis 1, verse 1. It is a kingdom book. Why do I say that to us Americans? Because this. I say it because when, and I'll use me as the scapegoat, right, as the example. When I will walk up to this book, and like I was saying earlier, you can read a verse. But for some reason, for, for that umpteen time, light bulb goes off. I would read this verse, Mark 1, 14, 15, all day, every day. I would read Matthew 4, 17 all day. But how many of you all know that it, 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 it y'all know sometimes when you read the Bible and you may read something and you be like, that's, I, you know, I don't fully get that. But okay, let me let you know. Let me keep reading because let me go ahead and check this box. You know what I'm saying? Look, I already know what that really meant. Um, that commandment. But look, I'm a, I'm gonna just just keep on going, keep reading. Um, <laughs> that's what I kind of did with Matthew four seventeen and with Mark one fourteen and fifteen. As an American, I found myself subconsciously super superimposing my American mindset onto this kingdom book. And so mm -hmm. that's why there's so much confusion out there regarding, regarding this book. A, a question that somebody could ask is, well, Yoel and Mel's, how come there's one Bible, but so many religions? 
How come there's mm -hmm. one Bible, but a billion different interpretations of this one Bible? That's oh, not a me, question. <laughs> you know what? You know, hey, you know what? I'm I'm a uh, phone a friend and, and I'm a uh, phoning males. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yes, because you see, oh I love the oh, I love that you asked this question. I'm excited because <laughs> no, because I had that same thought until talking with a friend. We were just having a conversation and it just came up and it was it blew my mind away because. When we read the Bible, we build biblical principles off of it, but everybody interprets it differently. Mm. So we create our own interpretation to fit our own need in mm. that moment. Mm. So I read the Bible and I be like, okay, I want to be, I, okay, let's say I create a, a religion called, a religion under Christianity called Miles. I want to be a Miles. Okay, cool. And I want you reading from Matthew to Luke. Nothing else. That's it. Nothing else in the Bible is more is important but Matthew to Luke. <laughs> and because I do it in such a way that I entice people, mm. I entice young babes in Christ, mm. and I catch them, and they be like, "Oh, she's preaching Jesus." But I'm not preaching all of Jesus. I'm only preaching of my understanding of what I am comfortable with. Because uh -huh. if I was to preach what I'm not um, what I'm not comfortable with, then I too will get convicted. So yeah, that's just my thoughts. <laughs> Man, look, how you just go look? That's a <laughs> that's a, look. She just she just walked in, dropped the mic, and just walked off. Hi, man. Oh my goodness, man. Yo, that's, that's, that's good. That is good. That's good because I want to give this example. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, all right. All right. So many scriptures coming through my head. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. Um, let's see. Can you all meet me at this address right here? Can you all meet me at... Let's go to ah, Isaiah. Let's mm. go to Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah and let's go to chapter 66. And let's mm -hmm. start at verse number one. Because I didn't think I need I, that, that I had to go here, but I think that at this point it needs to be highlighted because a lot of Americans are picking up the Bible, reading it. And not ex, ex not exegeting the text, but they're eisegeting, meaning they are inserting their own presupposition, their own assumption, mm -hmm. their, their own um, thoughts, ideals, doctrines into the text, instead of reading the text and extricating what's already there in the text. All right, let me let me let me read this. Isaiah sixty six verse one. It says, King Yahweh says, the heaven is my throne. I got to pause right here because, man, this, this look, this is going to bless y'all up, man. I can already tell this, this episode right here, this is going to bless y'all up. Only kings have thrones. Mm -hmm. Bless them. 
Bless him. President Joseph Biden does not have a throne. Bless him. Vice President Kamala Harris does not have a throne. Bless her. Barack Obama, Donald Trump, when they were elected into office, they did not go into the White House and sit on a throne. When you have a king, and, and see, this is a kingdom book. America is not a kingdom. America, this mm. so happens to be the, the direct opposite of a kingdom, and that is, it is a democracy. Man, Mills, I'm, 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 look, I'm trying to behave, Mills. I'm trying <laughs> to behave, man. I'm trying to just, you know, just, you know. I'm just, not going to help you behave. <laughs> man, like, I'm, I'm trying to just, trying to just be good and just, just, just answer question one, question two, question three. All right. Thank y'all, man. Y'all, look, shalom. Y'all have a good one. See y'all next time. But man, like, I'm, I gotta bring this out because I think quiet as it is kept i think that low-key subconsciously we treat king yahweh like he's a president mm, like he just holds his seat and he doesn't own the whole thing come on oh man <laughs> <laughs> i think males and those listening this may be controversial for some but i think that we treat King Yahweh like a president. We got to stop treating him like a president within our mind. I can, okay, follow me, y'all. Let's go to Exodus. Meet me at Exodus 20 and verse one. I'm just going to read verse one. Exodus mm -hmm. 20, verse one. All right. It says, and now in your, no, okay. So in your translation, it may say, and, and God spake all these words saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically God, King Yahweh, and King Yahweh spoke all these words saying. In America, the constitution starts with three words. Mills. <laughs> Go on. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I'm really not going to stop you. <laughs> the constitution starts with three words. And those three words are, we, the people. people. We, the people. <laughs> Did y'all know that this beautiful, awesome book called the Hebrew Bible, the Hebrew scriptures, the Bible, the in Hebrew, the Tanakh, the Brick Hadashah, the New Testament um, in the Hebrew tongue, its constitution, now mind you, is it's a kingdom constitution. It also starts off with three words. King Yahweh spoke. And God spoke. Hmm. We, we, we got to stop treating King Yahweh like a president because we invoke King Yahweh onto the throne. And guess what? We can't, if you don't like the fourth commandment, the, the, the Sabbath day, well, you know, man, look, man, all the hot movies come out on Saturday, man. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, look, look, I look, I love going to the mall and uh, balling out. Look, I just, I, I look that that paycheck is hot. Look, it is it's fresh off the presses. Look, that that direct deposit just hit. Man, and, and so it's it, look, it's Saturday. All the buy one, get one freeze happen on Saturday. Oh man, my favorite artist, she she or he just came into town. 
I want to go see it, but but guess what? It's on it's on, it's on it's on Shabbat. We cannot walk up to this Kingdom of Heaven Constitution and, and go to Exodus twenty verse um, eight through eleven. Say, you know what? I don't like that. We're gonna we're gonna veto mm. that. We're gonna expunge that. We're gonna erase that. That's not how it works in a kingdom, man. That, that's not how it works at all. Because guess mm. what? Within a kingdom, there's no vote. There's no vote. I I encourage the audience, and look, I'm going to hop off my uh, soapbox. I promise you. I'm going to say this. I, I promise. I'm going to say this one thing. I'm going to say this one thing, Mills. There was not one instance in the Bible where the Israelites were going through the wilderness and they all took a vote and they were like, hey, so um, what y'all want to have, man? Um, uh, are y'all tired? Of, so y'all want to have manna or y'all want to have waffles? Y'all want to have pancakes today? Um, Captain Crunch, maybe? Uh, Fruit Loops? I don't know. But what y'all want to have? There was, they, there was no referendum. There was no vote. The king said, look, I'm going to rain down bread for my kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. You guys call it manna. You call, you call it manna. There was no instance where on, at Mount Sinai, when King Yahweh came down and he was given those 10 laws, that, that, that Moshe was like, all right, Israel, let's take a vote. Um, how, many of, how, how many of you guys just love to covet, man? Like your neighbor just, just got that brand new donkey. Man, that's a nice donkey, man. He got that brand new camel. I mean, I mean, y'all love to covet. Me, 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 I love it. All right, King Yahweh, yeah. So um, this coveting law, we don't like it. So you got you to change mm. that. That that happened in, in, in the book of It Never Happened, verse <laughs> It Ain't There, chapter You Can't Find It. Because it's not there. <laughs> it's, not, it's not there, man. It's not there. And so, y'all... In this podcast, I'm going to talk more about that. I'm trying to be on my best behavior, y'all, but I had to bring that out because us Americans, we are so rebellious. We are so, uh, we were highly opinionated. And, oh, man, this. <laughs> in a kingdom, the only opinion that matters is the king's. Thanks. Oh, man. Well, I'm, look. I can see the emails. I, I can see the comment section. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's move on. So I look, I say through and through, the good news is that needs to be preached to the world. And you know what? I got to read this. Then we're going to go to the last question. Then we're going to close out this beautiful episode. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, man. Um, I want to go to, I want to go to the book of Acts. We're going to go to Acts. So y'all, y'all got your smartphone, your smart Bibles, what have you. Turn with me to Acts. Let's go to Acts 28. Acts chapter 28. And we're going to talk about Shaul. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the, the apostle Shaul, right? We're going to talk about him. Okay. Acts 28. I'm going to read verse 30 and verse 31. It says, let's go. It says, and Shaul lived two whole years in his own hired house and received everybody that came to him preaching the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Even Shaul preached the kingdom of heaven because he's following in the footsteps of our savior, the Messiah, Yahshua, the Christ, mm -hmm. right? Let me keep going. Let, 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 me, let me keep going. 
and teaching those things which concern the Lord, the owner, Yahshua Hamashiach, that's Hebrew, Yahshua the Messiah, with all confidence forbidding no man to come to him. Because a lot of times, and this may get me in, you know, into hot water as well, a lot, a lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, well, Shaul, he just preached the, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, the cross and, and, and Christ crucified. Oh, man, we, <laughs> this right here, look, I'm, I'm, look, this is probably already like one of, one of my, one of my favorite episodes already. This passage in Acts 28, 30, 30 to 31, it encapsulates for us really Shaul's ministry. He is in the twilight of his ministry. He, he made, he made it to Rome, Italy. And this is before he's about to be get martyred by King Nero, right, in 66 AD. And so he's telling us what he preached as well. But more importantly, he he's following what the Messiah commanded us to preach. Um, mm -hmm. oh, man, I, I, I got, I got, mm -hmm. ah, all right. I'm a quarter <laughs> for you guys. Then we're going to move on, man. This, this is, Mel's, this is, look, we're going, we're going, look, we're going to get to question number three. Tr trust, trust me all. We getting it. <laughs> we are we getting, getting to question there. number three. <laughs> we're we going to get there. Last thing I'll say, last thing I'll say. Matthew 10, 7 says, so it says, the Messiah, he's talking to his 12 disciples. He tells mm -hmm. them to go preach and to say, the kingdom of heaven has arrived. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Mm -hmm. That's what the Messiah told his disciples to preach. So if I call myself a disciple, if Mel calls herself a, a disciple, if you call yourself a disciple of the Messiah, and look, we we embrace the, 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 whole, the whole Messiah. Everything, everything that he taught, the whole Messiah. If you say you follow him, then we need to preach what he preached. Now mm -hmm. I say that because we, we, we got we got a lot of counterfeit quote unquote gospels um messages going out there. Prosperity gospel. Oof. Don't get me started. <laughs> you know, send this this, you know, send this money um so I can, you know, hop on my Look, I need that private jet mails. So when it when this podcast is over, <laughs> I'm uh open it up to y'all and so I can fly to the islands here in that Tobago and uh, you know, look, man, you got the prosperity gospel, you got the woke gospel, you got the um man Praise gospel. Oh, the hyper grace gospel. Mm. You, you have so many, you have the we the people, we the people gospel. Um, you, you have so many different gospel messages out there, but there's only one message that the Messiah wants us to preach, and that is found in Matthew 4, 17. It's found in Mark 1, 14, 15. It's found in Acts 28, 30 to 31. It's found in Luke 4, 43. It's found in the Kingdom Constitution. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Question three. We're moving on because I can be on that question all day quick question number three um so Mel's last question for the evening has the great commission per the text at matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 turned into the great omission 
Mm. Why or why not? What say you, Mills? Yes. You leave the heavy one for last. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. Let's flash it out. Let's flash it out. So 28. Okay, let's go. If we look at the word commission, because for me, when I automatically hear the word commission, the first thing I go to is Isaiah chapter 6 where Isaiah was being commissioned by the Lord, Ooh. right? And we see here, he had this whole encounter with God where he was taking up to heaven and he was trembling and whatnot. And he saw God and God said, whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, send me Lord. You know how many of us like to say that prayer? Send me Lord. Do we really know what we're saying when we're saying send me Lord? So... If we look at the word commission, commission, let's go to the dictionary. Commission, because I, I want I, I want to make my point clear. So I don't want I want to use the dictionary. Commission is the authority to undertake or perform certain duties or functions. All right. There we go. So we know what commission is. Let's look at omission. Omission is a failure to fulfill a moral or legal obligation. Mm. Mm, that goes hand in hand right there. <laughs> so have we failed to execute the great commission that the Lord has given us? Yes, wow. we have. Wow. We have. Because we all have fallen short of his glory. We all have. But the reason being I say yes is like we said, like you were saying, the different type of gospels that we're preaching, it's taking away from the true commission of Christ. If we preach prosperity and grace and there's no sin and all of these different gospels, whose life are we really saving? Mm. Whose life are we truly convicting? Whose life are we truly transforming? Mm. And for me, I'm trying to be real calm, but I could get real <laughs> raw and I cross up with this stuff. Go ahead, man. Go but, ahead, man. Look, I'm not holding you back. Go ahead. All right. Remember, you gave me permission. So when they come in your email, don't come looking for me. So send the emails to me, y'all. Leave emails alone. Send the emails to me. <laughs> yes, because I would say this boldly to anybody anybody in a christian community we have strayed from our true focus wow. we have strayed because it has now become about hype mm. popularity success and money we only see the thing it only has it comes up it has become so much about the blessings that we have forgotten that the sacrifice obedience is better than sacrifice it has come we have taken away that obedience path we have taken away that sacrifice path and be like i want the blessings now and i want it now so if we focus so much on the success and the numbers of our population in the church we are then ignoring the main goal of the church which is to be a hospital but in order to be a hospital we have to be the doctors and the nurses and the surgeons in the hospital, 
but we are still patients because we have not reached that level of being doctors yet because God is still working on us because we still have grief. We still have covetousness in our hearts. We're still seeking after the things of the world when the Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added on. If we're continuously seeking after these things, we are straying further and further and further away that we have now welcome the world into the churches and have now pushed God in a corner and say, we will seek you when we really need you. We don't need you right now, but we need your face. We need your name. We need your blessings. We need your power. We need your grace, but we don't really need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit tells us to change. The Holy Spirit is to do things differently, but if I do this differently, then they will look at me differently. We're so focused on what they will say, mm-hmm. what they will think that our values, our our value, our worth, everything comes from mankind. And we have taken away that power from God. When God is the one that's supposed to give us our worth and our value. So for me, I I remember I was supposed to go on a podcast recently, um, some time back. And I was like, well, what do you want me to tell these people? And he gave me this. He's like, popularity does not guarantee you a ticket into heaven. Doesn't guarantee you a ticket into heaven. It's not about who serves you and about who you know. You can know the biggest pastor on the planet or the earth. That doesn't mean you're going to get into heaven. Do you know me? Do you know me? Because the Bible says when we... When we get to heaven in the last days, and he asks us, and do um, and he tells us, depart from me. I know you're not, and mm. we say, but Lord, I did this. I feed the homeless while taking a picture while doing it. I, I, I give I give this money, knowing that they will go on Facebook and talk about it. Yeah, I'm I'm being real, guys, because we do it. I told them to sow into my ministry and they'll be healed, but they died recently. Where was the healing? Mm. If we were to truly walk in the power of God, then it would be simply like if when Peter's shadow fell upon the people. We would not have to be in long, long, long prayers. We just have to walk and the sick will get up. The dead will rise, but we have strayed so far from the core value of Christ where prayer is what we need. Where, oh, what is the word? Secret place. We need to be in a secret place because if we look at Job, Job was always in a secret place. And in order for the devil to touch Job, God had to offer him up. So how many of us could truly say that we are in this secret place that God could say, all right, let me test you now and we will pass. Or we will not falter that when our friends say curse God, we will curse God because we don't have that relationship because we're still trapped in religion. Mm. So the Great Commission has, Lord, I'm sorry, but it has failed. We have failed God. Not he has never failed us. We Mm. have failed him in our duties towards him because every day we pass by that neighbor that is in need and we keep our head bowed and we mind our business. Wow. There's there's a song that one of the um, one of these soca artists came out with. 
drink water and mind your business. And everybody has been singing it. But if the king, if the citizens of heaven were to truly mind their business, no change would happen on earth. Mm. If we were to truly stay by ourselves, nobody would be saved, nobody would be healed, nobody would be, nobody would be delivered, nobody would be set free. And God said, I came to set you free because who the son of man sets free is free indeed. Yes. So if he give, if he said he came to do that, therefore he gave us that power to do that as well. Yeah. But first, in order to set others free, we need to set ourselves free. Oh, I'll dial it back. I'll dial it back. Ooh, man, listen. Hey, look, my wife is, is she, she's in the background. She was like, come on. Come <laughs> on, man, man. Listen, man. Wow. 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 That right there was. Now, look, you got to give me a warning because that was just a whole bunch of. Look, it was raining truth so much. Man. I want you before I said I can get real, real and <laughs> robot. I want you. <laughs> you did, you know, you you did, you should. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, that was phenomenal. Uh that was phenomenal. And I mean, you may not know it, but like you just like you just blessed me by just what you said. Um, mm -hmm. because I mean, one, it's it, it's 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 so much confirmation and it's so much truth about what you said. And I'm gonna go ahead and um man, uh just say say my piece. <laughs> and <laughs> cause that was man, like look, that was that was phenomenal. Um has the great commission according to Matthew 28, 18 through 20, turned into devolved into the great omission. And the answer that I would give as well is yes, a resounding four-throated yes. Um, males knocked it out the park. Um, I'm, I'm going to read. I'm going to read. Let's read. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says this. And Yahshua came and spoke to them, saying, All power has been given to me in heaven, the kingdom of heaven, and in earth. Go, therefore, you go, therefore, and teach all nations. I got back up now. I'm sorry. I got, I got to back up. He says, you go. You go. Because after the Messiah had the, he, he came to earth through virgin birth, he grew up, we see him 12 years old in Luke, in Luke 2, in the midst of the Pharisees, questioning them and they're amazed. We see him maturing. We see him at 30, he gets immersed. The Holy Spirit comes down, he's full of the Holy Spirit. He lives a sinless life. He dies on the Roman crucifixion stake. He's buried three days and three nights. He's resurrected. He's no longer on the earth anymore. You are like he's he did his part. Mm -hmm. Man. <laughs> Look, Mel's just like just 
Then she, when I say she went in, like, yo, that's that's beautiful. And, 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 <laughs> and that's what we needed, man. Like, we need truth because yeah, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven, but there is a real existential kingdom out there called Satan's kingdom of darkness mm -hmm. that is pumping, promoting, preaching, proclaiming, publishing lies all day, 24-7, 365, 366 during a leap year. He don't take days off. Like, he's always trying to he's so he's he's the father of the lie right he, he he speaks lies he's the father of it he is a lie right and so let me let me let me go back to the text go back let me go back Matthew 28 19 you go therefore and teach all nations immersing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit right in Hebrew that's Ruach HaKodesh the set apart spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. This goes back to your point, Mel, when you were talking about we have to accept the whole Messiah, not mm -hmm. just the teachings that, that make us feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. We love to call him Savior. Oh, he's my Savior. He's, you know, he's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. I don't really think we like to call him Lord. I don't really think we, we, we like to call him owner. And then again, like, like that's speaking to our fallen nature. And also, and so one, we're fallen since Genesis 3. Two, we're Americans. And so now we have this, in America, we have a holiday called Independence Day. Mm. We celebrate rebelling from kingdom. We celebrate, oh, yeah, man, we're independent. I'm a self-made man. I don't need nobody else. Mm -hmm. I did that. My money, my car, my house. Here's a, oh man, here's a sneak peek into the kingdom of heaven. In America, we, we have this economic system called capitalism. Hmm. That, so that means that basically the rich capitalize on the poor to get even more rich. Yeah. And so within capitalism, there's also this, this doctrine, doctrine of private ownership. And so in America, it's like, you know, yeah, man, my house, my car, my my money, my clothes. But in the kingdom of heaven, as well as all kingdoms, the economic security system is different. It's called commonwealth. Hmm. Capitalism and commonwealth are two different things. And I'll sum it up. I'll, I'll put a nice red shiny bow on it, and then I'll go right back to the text. <laughs> I'll, I'll go right back. Commonwealth means this. The, the the definition is within the word commonwealth within a kingdom the wealth is common so if males gets blessed with the what's your favorite um uh color males for example purple if, if males gets blessed with a purple tesla Rolls royce bentley what so have you and she she gets this big purple mansion for her and her family it's like right off the beach. They have a beautiful view. And, you know, she she, she posting on Facebook, you know, cheese and whatnot. I don't, I don't have to go on the gram and say, man, she stole my blessing. Mm. I want that. I don't have a nice car like that. I don't have a big mansion like that. That's the mindset we have as Americans. That's capitalism. Because we have this me, myself, and I, this 
quote unquote unholy trinity where it's like mm-hmm. I just want to do for me me and mine and, and that's it but in kingdoms well the wealth is common the wealth is common and all law about notice all law abiding citizens you you if you're lawless <laughs> in a kingdom uh-huh. the king the king is not having it the king ain't having mm-hmm. it Oh, come on. Come Mills, on. No, <laughs> you brought it up. I'm going I'm to I'm read it to, <laughs> to back you up because you brought it out. Matthew 7, 23. Oh, oh, back up, Yoel. Back up, back up. Go, go, okay, go, go to 21. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Matthew 7, 21. <laughs> Here we go. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, or owner, owner right will enter into the kingdom of heaven but mm-hmm. he that does the will of my father who is in heaven he's he's in the headquarters up above many will say to me on that day owner owner did not prophesy in your name mm. did not cast out demons in your name did not do many wonderful works miracles in your name 23 is the sobering punchline and then i will profess to them i never knew you Hmm. Away from me, those who work iniquity. If you look up iniquity, family, look, look it up in the corner in Greek. It means lawlessness. Hmm. How can you say that you belong to me, that I'm your owner, and you don't do anything that I command you to do? Hmm. Let me hold on. Man. Uh, I, I gotta find a question all over again. I'm, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Scrolling over, <laughs> scrolling over. Okay, here we go, man. And so, wealth is wealth is common within the kingdom, and so that means that all law-abiding citizens have equal access to the king's wealth, riches, and resources. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about not just any kingdom; we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Did y'all know that my king? Not only did he create heaven in Genesis one verse one, he also made earth. He made the whole earth. I just want that to sink in because I think that too many times we backbite, we complain, we murmur, and we cringe at people getting a blessing when it's like, that's not a kingdom mindset to have. Don't be jealous mm-hmm. of her because she got a, because, because she got blessed up. His he, he made the whole earth. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, the earth belongs to King Yahweh and the fullness thereof. Fullness. The inhabitants and everybody on it. Haggai 2a said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Every single thing, look, I'm happy to say, Mel's and to everybody listening, I don't own Jack. I don't own anything. I own I own nothing, not a I don't, I don't own anything. This, this, this linen shirt, these glasses, this laptop, this, this cell phone. If the king were to tell you, hey, give away your favorite article of, of clothing to that, to that homeless person. Can oh, you, can you do that? Can you, can, can you give away that Louis bag, that Dolce and Gabbana to a homeless person or like the rich young ruler, when he walked away sad because the Messiah told him, sell everything you have, 
Get to come the floor. Yes, and come follow me. But what happened? He walked away sad because he was very rich. Because his great possessions greatly possessed him. So do you have that same testimony? Do your possessions possess you? Who owns you? Who owns you really? All right. <laughs> the way I want to scream right now, but we have behavior, we have behavior. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mills. We're gonna we're gonna land this plane, family. Um Okay, let me finish reading this. Matthew 28, 20. The Great Commission. Teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And look, I'm always with you, even until the end of the age. Amen. I got to read this. Okay. I got to read Mark 15, verse 15 and 16. And then we're going to land this plan, family. Mark 15, 15 and 16. It says this. And he said to them, you go again you go hmm. into all the world and preach the good news first we got to get the good news right to every creature so to everybody he that believes and is immersed will be saved they're going to be saved from satan's kingdom of darkness and delivered into the kingdom of heaven they're going to be a citizen in their lifetime and they're going to hmm. know king yahweh and his son and the holy spirit the set of our spirit rock out kodesh on a deeper intimate more profound level yes but he that doesn't believe will be condemned he'll be judged mm -hmm. so has the great commission turned into the great omission the answer i would give is a resounding yes it has because it truly is a i like to call it the great kingdom commission mm -hmm. and since we don't fully understand the good news and since we don't fully understand kingdoms and how they work and operate if a concept is not in your culture it's liable to be circumvented oh yes so if you don't understand a a concept you're gonna you're gonna avoid that through ignorance through negligence and also through just plain old obliviousness like you're totally oblivious hmm oblivious there we go yeah but isn't there a scripture that says we perish for a lack of knowledge hosea 4 6 yes indeed yes, yes indeed yes yes indeed. yes we oh perish for lack of lack of knowledge y'all i'm trying not to keep males for two three hours long <laughs> we are done but i feel like we're not finished if that, that yeah, makes definitely. Like, I that feel makes, like there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> that makes any type of sense. Um, okay, so the parting words, Mel. So I'm going to yield the microphone to you. What are the departing words that you would like the audience to do? Do you have any calls to action um, to the people? you have any words of encouragement? What are your departing words as we close out this beautiful Kingdom episode? Definitely. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, some of you may not like this, but my first call to action is repent. Repentance. My first call to action. I would advise each and every one of you live in a constant state of repentance and self-introspection. Never, never stray from that spot, never stray from that space. I can tell you about it because I live it. 
I I am someone that if I do something wrong, not even a second passes by where I would hear God tell me, uh-uh, go back, fix it. So first and foremost, I'll tell you, our first state of action is repentance because we can't have a true revival if there's no repentance. And secondly, I would say, serve God like you never served him before in this time, in this stage of the world that we're in right now, where everything seems to be collapsing. Now is the time to serve God because he's the only one that's going to get us through this time. We are living in the end times, people. If you if you don't know it, well, you're hearing it from me now. You're living in the end times. He is coming back and he is not making no joke about it this time. That when he comes back, his people will go with him. So ensure that you are on that list of people because you don't want to get left behind because what is the face when we get left behind? Not every one of us can withstand it and not everyone will come out unskated. And just seek God, seek his word, meditate on his word. If you don't know something, meditate on it. Ask him to open up your mind, open up your understanding. Pray for knowledge, pray for understanding. Allow him to remove the scales from your eyes. Allow him to remove the cobwebs from your ears so you can hear. So you can hear, you can see, you can understand because I believe in this season, he's about to do something that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. We've been hearing a lot of preachers saying it, but this is the season that he's about to do it. This is a season when the sleeping giants are waking up. And as we're getting up, we're going to make a roar, a loud roar. And only those who are as bold as a lion can roar like a lion. So ensure that you're a lion in this time, in this season. And if you don't know God, try to get to know God. Try to get to know him. Give your life to God because he loves you. Doesn't matter what you're facing. Doesn't matter what you're dealing with. There's nothing that's, there's nothing that God cannot fix, heal, deliver, set you free from. And most importantly, he kind of take you out of. So remember, God loves you. Above everything else, God loves you. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know what? Okay. So I want to give a moment of, of transparency um, for our audience. Um, that was phenomenal, uh, Mel. Um, thank you um, for that um, very, very el uh, eloquent closing words, the words of words of departure as well. Um, so when we began this podcast episode, I was holding this um paper so so this so this is like my show notes. So y'all y'all so this is gonna be audio so y'all can't see this, but I'ma just, just describe it for you guys. So um it's a tiny piece of paper and it has like you know um the three questions, it has uh uh facts about Melanie Mel's Ramdeen. Um mm -hmm. and you know uh, I was researching Trinidad and Tobago as well. Uh, so it so it has facts about Trinidad and Tobago also. Um, but in the midst of this podcast, like I, I couldn't find the, the, the show notes, the show notes, like, I, I, I don't know where they went. So I was like, man, like, where is it? Where'd they go? Like, I'm, I'm looking and like, you know, and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, trying to play it cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm like, where'd that piece of paper go? Like I wrote everything down and everything <laughs> on this paper, but it just goes to show how connected we need to be to King Yahweh, 
to his kingdom of heaven, to the Holy Spirit as well. Also, um, oh man, let's see. Should I turn to it? Should I turn to it? I think I got to turn to it, y'all. You got to turn to it. <laughs> I got to turn to it, man. Oh my gosh. I got to turn to it. Here it is. Matthew 10, 19 and 20. And this is going to be part and parcel of my departing words for you all tonight. Matthew 10, 19 and 20. But when they deliver you up, take no thought about what you're going to speak. Because it's not going to be you speaking, uh, for it will be given to you in that same hour what you need to say. Because it, Verse 20, because it will not be you that's speaking, but the spirit of your father, the Holy Spirit, who speaks in you. Hold on, hold on, Justin, wow. <laughs> you will not believe. Wow, Jesus, thank you. You will not believe. Like right before I came on. I quoted that scripture in my prayer and I say, God, you put the words for me to say in my mouth. Wow. You lead us. And for you to come back now and quote this, I knew it was God speaking tonight. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Wow. That's it. Look, if 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 that's not a not a not a hallelujah moment, I don't know what is. If you, I don't know what is. Yeah. Look, man, wow. Wow. Um to close out you all, I have to read this last passage. This is John. This, this, this is John. You know, this, this podcast, the goal of it is to spread the good news. It's all about the kingdom of heaven. And these kingdom conversations are, are really, my prayer is that it reaches people who are Search, searching gen z you know gen z lot like to say well i'm i'm transitioning mm. those who are searching those who are tired of religion mm. those th those who are tired of the empty rituals the empty rites the empty religious religious rigmarole the empty like you know we, we go to this building we praise him we clap we stomp and then we go back to stress. We go back to being depressed. And mm -hmm. then like, man, like, is this all that there is to life hmm. for 50 years, for 50 plus years? And so I want to read this. John, in Hebrew, that, that's Yochanan. John chapter three, I'm just going to read verses one through five, and then we're closing up. We're closing out this episode. We're closing out. John of Yochanan 3, starting at verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees. His name was Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And so if you guys do just a little bit of research, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and it says he was a ruler of the Jews. So this means that this lets us know that he had a seat on what they call the Sanhedrin. So this is the Sanhedrin was like the Israelite Supreme Court back in those mm -hmm. times of biblical antiquity. So Pharisee, ruler, seat on the, on the Sanhedrin, right? So, the, so this guy seemingly, he has it all. He has it all. Mm -hmm. This same came to Yahshua at nighttime and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher that came from God, that came from Elohim in the Hebrew, 
because no man can do these miracles that you do unless Elohim or God be with him. Nicodemus is searching for something deeper. Mm -hmm. Being a Jew, Nicodemus knew the Bible. He, he knew, so the New Testament didn't exist during, during his time. Nicodemus couldn't go to the book of Matthew because the book of Matthew was being created right here. Mm -hmm. And so Nicodemus knew the Torah. He knew, he knew the laws, the prophets, the writings. Frontwards, backwards, better than me. He was a Pharisee. He, he had a high prestigious religious position in his culture, but he still felt empty. So he was still looking for something else. I want to say as we depart, religion will not satisfy you. Because we didn't we didn't lose Adam and Adam and Eve did not lose a religion in the king in the Garden of, of Eden. Adam and Eve lost a whole kingdom called heaven in Genesis 3. That's what they forfeited. So that's the only thing that, that, that that's gonna feel that that vacuum inside is the kingdom of heaven. John 3 3. Yahshua answered and said to him, Amen, amen. I say to you, unless a man be born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. I told y'all I'm a word nerd. I looked it up. I looked up <laughs> that word see. Guess what it says? Look it up in the Greek. I'm going to even give y'all the index number. G3708. The word there is horao. If you look, if you, if you look that up, the Greek even takes you back to the Hebrew. It's a Hebraism or a Hebraic idiom. It means to experience. So mm -hmm. Yahshua just told him, a man or woman, you cannot experience the kingdom of heaven unless you have been born from above. He didn't say, all right, Nicodemus, um, listen, when I come back during my second coming, you know, then, you know, then, you know, you can experience the kingdom. No, he said, all you got to do is be born Again, you got to be born from above. Verse four, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Hmm. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? I mean, this, this kind of cracks me up when I read it. <laughs> um, like, like this man, like, I mean, like really man, like, okay, all right. <laughs> a, a very hyper literal um, uh, reply to, to, to Yahshua's statement, but okay. Uh, and be born, verse five, last verse. Yahshua answered, amen, amen. I say to you, unless a man be born of water and of the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. There are two ways to get into a kingdom, to get citizenship in the kingdom, you all, as we close. <laughs> it's citizenship by naturalization, that's a long, tedious process, a lot of paperwork, a lot of bureaucratic red tape, and you got to meet their prerequisites that they set, that specifically the king sets. But then there's also the other way. It's called citizenship by birth. Hmm. The only way that you and I can become citizens in this beautiful kingdom called heaven and get our citizenship right now is by being born from above, through water and the Holy Spirit, by being immersed in water and the Holy Spirit. We need this kingdom. We don't need religion. We don't need rituals. We need mm -hmm. this kingdom because to tell you all the truth, 
I lost something, Mel's lost something, my wife lost something, we all lost something. And the thing that we lost is citizenship and the kingdom of heaven. Why do you all think we, we you know, we, we gravitate to, to superheroes so much? Hmm. We like Spider-Man and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and, and, and ooh, the Avengers coming out, y'all. We gotta go see it. Captain America, the Hulk, Iron Man, Black Black Panther. Why do y'all mm -hmm. think we love superheroes? I'm gonna do an episode about that. We love superheroes because they remind us of the original kingdom assignment. Hmm. Genesis 1.26 says, let us create men in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion over what? The okay. fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the cattle, mm -hmm. over not a quarter of the earth, not half the earth, but over all the earth mm -hmm. and over every creeping thing that creeps upon this earth. So you are, if you are a kingdom citizen, if you are a citizen of heaven, then you have dominion over the whole whole earth, including every creep that kind of, that tries to creep into your life as well. Hmm. That's gonna be a whole episode, but oh yeah, <laughs> that's why we love them. People love the Messiah because they were like, "What manner of man is this? You can speak to hmm. the winds and the waves, and they obey you." What? Adam was the first superhero. Hmm. And the king wants us to have that heavenly dominion back so we can take back territory for his kingdom. Not to have, have a big name, not to have our names and lights and, and to be, have, be all about us. No, but for us to advance his kingdom agenda and to advance the kingdom of heaven. And so I want to thank you all, man, for this episode. Um, <laughs> Males, thank you so very much. This episode right here, hey, this blessed me all the way up. Like, yeah. for real, for real, man. So um, thank you so very much, Males. Y'all, go go check her out. Um, check her out, man. Um, what are your, your social media? Are you, are you on Facebook? And I think you're, yeah. My, yeah, you're on Facebook for sure. Yeah. Um, um, Facebook. I've got my Facebook page, Don't Speak yeah. to Fit to Me. I have my podcast, Don't Speak Defeat to Me podcast. Yeah. I have Check my out, Instagram, Don't Speak Defeat to Me. Yeah. Just look yes. Don't Speak Defeat to Me. You must find me. You yes, must find yes. me. Yes, yes, indeed. She's on, uh, man, look, I need to catch up. She's Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Overcast. It's on Pocket Cast. I ain't even heard of that. It's on Radio Public. <laughs> It's on Spotify, of course. It's on. She has a copy RSS library audio file. She is doing a thing. So go check her out. Keep us in prayer, you all. Cover us in prayer. Yes. Um, because one thing that the Messiah said in Matthew 13, we, we, we read that parable. I, I, man, you know what? I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> real quick, real, 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 real quick. Matthew 13, 19. When anybody hears the word about the kingdom and they don't understand it, then here comes the wicked one, that's Satan himself, Hasatan in the Hebrew, and snatches away what was sown in his heart, in his mind. That's the person who received the seed by the wayside. So we don't, so we we have to be cognizant that when we preach this kingdom before the, the enemy, the adversary, the devil, Hasatan, Satan, 
he does not send a henchman. Hmm. He wants to show up himself and just snatch this away. Yeah. Because he's not scared of any of those other counterfeit good news messages. He, you know, he, he don't care about you having a private, private jet, private plane. But if you get this kingdom of heaven, Basora, you get this kingdom of heaven, um, good good news message. He hmm. knows that his kingdom is is it begins to crumble. Yeah. The more the people become citizens of heaven. Thank yeah. you all so very much. This has been the Kingdom Basora podcast, season two. Another uh, uh, the first Kingdom conversation. I, I pray you all are blessed by it. And until next time, you all, let's all take a note. And let's obey the Messiah's words. Let's change the way that we think every single day because the kingdom yes. of heaven has indeed arrived. Shalom, everybody. Yes. Let me see.